Nobody's in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is a typical for the Amina Margot. Ladies and gentlemen, or however you want to describe yourself, if you want to be a penguin or gunosaurus, welcome to Vic Acres Wonderland. Today I am your host at five foot five short, <laughs> and come on, Matt, keep it up, come on. <laughs> the most southern person in the entire of of the uh, northwest. <laughs> Hello, Matt Roberts. Hello. But I am joined today, as usual, by the giant of Kent and with his C3PO like information of. In- e- <laughs> this is going so bad. The C3PO of the Arsenal women. There we go. Idiot knowledge I'm, I'm clumsy and and socially awkward um, and, and and just irritate people with my knowledge. Um, no, to be fair, to be fair, Adam, you're more like C3PO than you know. Yeah, what are you insinuating? <laughs> <laughs> you're a very intelligent person. Well, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I don't have a tiny robot who who you know does all the things. Oh, I do, and his and his name is Matt. <laughs> Well, I do like to occasionally score a pocket rocket, but that's the <laughs> Anyway, um, we are last but not, not least the <laughs> the. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, Come on, you've got this. I'm curious to what you can say, or should I be worried? <laughs> Every, everyone's favourites uh, and a Tolly favourite. Yeah, uh, you from hailing from Barnet. Lottie. <laughs> Very yes. good. I was I was, I was I was waiting for May the fourth May the fourth be with you reference, oh, but that's not me. bad. Well done. Actually, you know that's what? one way to start a show. It's absolutely brilliant. How are you boys anyway? You good? Well I I feel like a complete idiot because Matt mentioned he was doing Star Wars puns and I hadn't even clocked it was May. <gasps> oh was my gosh. Whole... I've been so like in the zone sort of work wise at work. I beat you to it. Ha. I know. I'm as as a partner extraordinaire. I've missed out on the fact that today is of Star Wars sort of, you know, relevance, and I I feel ashamed of myself. Um. So you yes, shame, shame on me. You know I what? I missed re- March 10th, which is Mario Day. Ugh, oh, even worse. Yeah. Yes, I, sh- I should be uh, exiled to the outer rim and uh, become a become a slave on the on the Tatooine, and never be heard of again. Technically, they dismantle you because you're so shiny. Yeah, a few Jawas will tear me apart, and then you know maybe they'll make some use of me. Exactly. (laughs) At least you'll always be in the trophy room at the Emirates. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) 
Definitely. So I thought we'd start with some news. Obviously, we've got some good news and bad news. So, um, <laughs> good news? Think, what good news? You have to lend light on that one, Matt. <laughs> the, 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 the best news that we could possibly give you is at the moment international news. England have been placed in Group A, I believe it is. Group A1. They will, they will play the Netherlands, Belgium and Scotland. The dates of yes. these teams are the 20th to the 26th of September, the 25th to the 31st of October and the 29th of November to the 5th of December. Uh, we've finally, we finally got Leona Hertig back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And, yes. Uh, yes, it was so nice to see her play a couple of minutes, wasn't it, on Monday? Yeah. Um, on top of that, Leah and Captain Little uh, mm. pulling the pints at the Tollington. And yes. Also, um, say as a, as a bit of a thank you to the fans, she, they actually paid for for drinks as well. So always a nice appreciative thing to, to do. Um, as but most importantly, 60,063 fans attended the um, at the Emirates, making it yes. the fourth highest attendance to date. And it mm. also goes above the final at the Olympia Stadium in Germany, which was 51,000. Yep. So yeah, at the... Yeah, it's highest club. I think they say it's highest club. I think attendance in the, club in, in, in the UK. Yes, until uh, I believe I think they're going to. Someone's going to try and go for a game at Wembley, aren't they? So well, I imagine... the FA Cup is the one, is it? The FA, FA Cup final. Yes. The thing is, that's not a Champions League game. Sorry, does it really count? Because it's the whole of mm. Europe. You know what? Uh, really yeah. nice Domestically, thing. probably. Next yeah, I give it that. Wembley, Look. Wembley, uh, um, Champions Champions League at Wembley final. That would yeah. be fantastic. Uh, as long as it was Arsenal there. Won't be this. For those that did, uh, they were also watching Design's coverage. They actually included KSA's uh, message of um, support for the women. So I don't know if that message was actually given out to the women in the changing rooms or if they saw it at all. But it was a really nice message, and I, I thought it was quite nice that Design included that. And we've also got just been announced over the last couple of hours. Everton have um, <clears throat> the game away game against Everton at Walton Hall Park has officially sold out. Wow! Wow! Yeah, Arsenal. Let's have it. Were you, were you able to get tickets to that one, Matt? Yes, I've got. Uh, funny enough, I ended up say, thinking that I've, I've, they hadn't sent me tickets, so they sent me the same, same tickets twice. Nice. <laughs> got more, so. You got an extra ticket. I, I got extra two tickets. It's more two than tickets, that. It's, um, potentially three. Um, oh. So, but the bad news as well. Laura Vinerita. <laughs> unfortunately, she had a hop, uh, a hop, a pop. Yeah. Uh, um, and it was confirmed today that it was an ACL injury in that game against Wolfsburg. We were still no Caitlin Ford for the game against Leicester. Um, we imagine now that she'll be back next week. Fingers crossed. Um, also wishing the best of luck to Frank Harvey on her recovery. She's had to now go for her knee injury. Uh, uh, she's now had to have knee surgery for her knee. So she will now 
miss out on the World Cup. That is three out for the World Cup now from that starting 11 in July. Actually, there was a graphic. It was really interesting. I think they went through like the starting 11. I think it was like, you know, Beth, ACL, Lick, bronze, bronze injured, Bright injured, and Rachel Daly, now a striker. And that was yeah. the, that was the comment. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been doing the bits at Villa. I think it's just getting, getting hemp and, or Lauren James or whoever's on that side of like Chloe Kelly to just play the way she needs, needs them to play. Sort of there thing. Was an like, or a bit more cohesively because you know, like when a new striker comes in it takes time she doesn't um, have that ease that R- Alessi Russo's had from Ellen White Emma, so Emma I can never remember which Emma it is because there's two in the BBC there's Sanders and Saunders and I forget which one it is I think it's Sanders put an interesting tweet out talking about how like at the Euros um, uh, Serena had her starting 11 which she kept and then there were players that came off the bench but now the players on the bench have become the starting eleven, effectively. So the, yeah. Russo is now our starter, and Tooney is now our starter. Um, so it's, uh, Kelly will be our starter. So it's going to be interesting to see who the who the bench benches are going to be at the World Cup. Um, who's going to be? Yeah, is it going to be Katie Robinson? Is it going to be Letitia? Is it going to be Zellum? You know, now that Kirby's you know injured. No. Nope. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not so much like you shake your head, isn't? Who who do we pick? Yeah, who is there? Yeah, that can, that... thing is, it's almost guaranteed. As much as I say, no, 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 not going to happen. It's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, she's she her stats have been great. Although, I, even though I dislike her, her stats have been great this season. Yeah, and she give it to her. She's very good. If you want a ninety-sixth minute set piece whipped in for a header, and I, I must confess, she I just needs to. The... She just needs to pretend she's playing Arsenal every week for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> And I will go on record. I did predict that that was going to happen about two seconds before it did, and I felt I felt very cheesed off, but very smug when it happened. So it was moment, your fault. Was, I said the moment you the spoke moment, the words, it's your yeah, fault. When I when it happened, so when the when the free kick happened against Villa, the foul happened. I said Zellum's going to knock it in, and Turner's going to head it in, and that's exactly what happened. And I was like, yes, no, <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> It's your fault. I get to blame you again on yet another show. I also thought that we were going to beat, you know, uh, Wolfsburg, and uh, that didn't work out. So, you know, these things aren't consistent. (laughs) He almost did. (laughs) Other news items. Under-13 goalkeeper, Crusaders striker FC. She was... uh, Kaylee Black suddenly passed away. So, congratulations to her family. Um, uh, Again, things like this. We don't we don't know what the situation is, so just all the best for her family. Don't um, and a former Southampton player, New Zealand international Casey Rood also is out for the World Cup with an ACL. Uh, funny enough, she did hers exactly the same day as Leah Williamson, and around exactly the same time. That's very. She was playing for Hearts. <clears throat> uh, they considered as a host. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is actually on the ACL front, we've got four ACLs, but they both happened in pairs. This is sort of the because Beth and Viv had their pair, and, I, and then Leah's had, it, and then now Leah and Laura are sort of running like a tag team ACL recovery. So it is weird how these are all sort of happening. Yeah, it is kind of weird because like if you think, and I know I think about it, we've had the forwards, we've had the defenders. So the midfielders are next. Shut, stop, <laughs> shut up. So it's what, Volti and Marna, the negative. I do not want to say it. 
Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna gloss oh. over this last one. Just because the I'm gonna go the Champions the League. If it happens, Adam, I swear to God, I'm gonna put your head on a spike. Go for it. The Champions League. I won't be able to reach though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's sounding so confident. Sorry, Matt. The Champions League dates have been given next season, so should Arsenal finish second or third, yeah. uh, both in the preliminary and round one. So the draw is on the first year. The first leg is on the twenty seventh, twenty sixth of. The first leg is the on the, for the preliminary will be twenty sixth to the twenty seventh of July. The second leg is the second to the third of August. The round one fixture is the sixth of September. And the final or the third place is the 9th of September. So with that all in mind, should Arsenal finish third, potentially we could be, our, our half of our players will still be at the World Cup. But there's, there's 17 of them gone. Yeah. How does that work? Do we even have a team left? The half of them will be injured and the other half will be at the World exactly. Cup. Exactly. So we don't even have a team. Bear in mind that the under 16s still are technically contracted until the the age of uh, 18 when they can sign professionally for whoever they want. So it will be interesting to see what happens with that, but it's got to be a (coughs) wait to see because, um, as we've heard many times, um, something has to give and they can't keep doing things like this. They might decide to push back the dates. We don't know at the moment. Um, just a little bit of lighter news. Roma won their first ever Serie A. Yep. They went to celebrate. Emil Harvey trying to celebrate with her Norwegian flag. If you haven't seen it, Roma, Roma's Twitter have got the video. She gave, or she was given an Icelandic video, a flag. <laughs> oh dear. So um, she was not the happiest, but <laughs> uh, I do have a little message from the Wolfsburg fans as well, who attended the Arsenal game. Um, They said many Arsenal supporters came to us and wanted to take photos with us before the game and after it as well. We talked to a lot of the Arsenal supporters for over an hour afterwards. Uh, We can repeat it ourselves. You should be proud of your team. Despite all the serious injuries, you came back. After 2-0 down in Wolfsburg, your girls put up a massive fight over both games, including a heartbreaking finish in extra time in front of a record crowd. We are praying for a fast recovery of Laura Vinerotta. Yes, yes. Uh, I saw that message. I also thought it was a really, really nice touch. And it reflected both, I think, both of us. I think there was a lot of, um, yeah, they called they call us Classnell for a reason, but I thought the Waterberg fans were brilliant uh, as well. And um, no. Definitely, especially down in their little, tiny little pocket, um, eighth of a corner, I think I can describe it as. There wasn't very many there. Um, but, yeah, but, but they were there. We saw yeah, them. We saw them, and the, the players saw them as well. and went straight there at the end, and um, no, that was, that was a nice touch by Wolfsburg. Uh, fair play. So <laughs> now that all that's all the news items out of the way, shall we? Unfortunately, pick this game to pieces. Yeah. We shall. We shall. Two minutes on the clock. VAR calls for a penalty. <laughs> and we're waiting and waiting. I actually timed it from one minute forty-seven from when they when they called the asked for the penalty to four minutes and thirty uh, twenty-eight seconds. Mm. That's how long it, they waited for the decision. Did we wait that long? It felt like a, an age. It was an age from where we were sitting. I mean, there was ten of us in a row, and we're all standing up saying, "What the hell are you doing?" 
we so I was up um next to the director's box and um so if you did see my Twitter feed you'll see some really good pictures of sort of day likes of you know Lair and uh, Alex Scott and Jordan Lobbs is sitting above us. One all. So but from that viewpoint, the whole scenario we could, we could see and the handball incident looked like suspicious it was like hang i think i just saw something happen there it happened so quickly you're not sure you thought maybe it was a header but it did look a bit sort of off the frustrating thing was that they didn't wait until the ball went dead they waited for the moment for arsenal to have actually a good counter-attack opportunity and then the game was killed <clears throat> they stopped the, they stopped the game it was like, okay well it must be really serious if it's a bar intervention and so you're, you're uh, taking a time and of course the longer it ticks and the longer it ticks it means well, there must be something happening here because if it's if it's an irrelevance, then they dismiss it completely. Uh, ref goes to the monitor eventually, and of course, that's that's pretty much the you know that's it. The ref's going to have their, their their decision turned, and I think to the incredulity of pretty much everyone, um, no decision was made. It was it was uh, talked of. Now, for my understanding is. <clears throat> because there is no communication pretty much in the in the stadium apart from a, a a board that occasionally pops up we were having to get info from external sources so um ali who you know he had a friend who was watching the game i think he was watching the game at home and he was able to message in and explain what's actually happening on the tv screens and the understanding is it was actually not given as a penalty because there was an offside in the build-up and that's why we had a set dead ball in the penalty board which begs the question that's the first, before you even like, consider as a handball, the first thing you check is offside. You don't, before you even think, oh, because you, you, the referee shouldn't have got to the point where the referee goes to the monitor until you've established that whether it's a handball or not, the legality was there in, in the in the play. So VAR got that whole thing, thank God the ref stepped in and got it right, but I have no idea why VAR went to the lengths of taking the ref to the monitor, because the moment that offside was noticed, it should have been completely dismissed, and it's I I'm I'm a fan of VAR, but the problem is when people think VAR fixed referee decisions, it doesn't. It just provides a magnifying glass on the issues of refereeing that already exists. And a problem, as we all know, and as Matt I'm sure is leaping off his off his seat to to with his with his knife to go again and attack referees because you know he's not the biggest fan of the world of them. We know the quality of refereeing is not as good as it is in the men's game, and you know one of the great things is is, is there's a lot of people who are new to the women's game who would have come. To, to the um, to the game at, uh, on Monday who, who are used to men's standard of refereeing and they're coming and they're like is it always this bad yes it is <laughs> so um, thankfully and, and VAR did play a lot of part in this game on this particular incident I think you know we 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 got the rights we got the right decision and we got the right luck um, because it would have been awful if we had a penalty in, in the second minute interestingly the person in question was Lotte Wibbermoy who in the first two minutes had that moment. And she got away with it because I think it did hit her hand. It's just weird that in the first two minutes that happened, and then in the as we'll get to later, the last two minutes it was back on Lotta Wibber Moy for for another moment. But no, a lucky start. And I think, but what happened was I think it ignited the crowd even more because of the whole because VAR winds the crowd up. Everyone in the crowd hates it. The moment uh, the decision went our way, you could hear the roar of sixty thousand fans. They were in. They, they that had that they were. From that moment, you could, and, it was, and so fair play to him. That was a perfect sort of light, the touch paper sort of moment. Lossie? I don't know what it sounded to you like up there, mm. but my half a row of seats, we were the only noisy ones. 
Really? Oh, sorry, yes. We sang for 110 minutes between oh. us. Awesome I, I, my, my voice was going, Matt led the songs, and it all rotated. We sung for 110 minutes. And then he gave it Every her all single well. song you can think of, apart from um, the Ale 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 one. We so sung the, for 110 minutes. So I was not speaking <clears> to <throat> the next day. I was so mute. I was sat above the singing section. They were quiet. They were they, going. They were singing the whole time. It might have been because I was in block five. Ah, so I was. I did above see the... them throwing their scarves. I didn't hear, couldn't hear them from where I was sitting. So I was above the tunnel. Yeah, no. Yeah, so so and it, it might well be therefore that I'm obviously the sound maybe wasn't spreading from the singing section around, but certainly I could feel when when there were moments of injustice or moments of celebration, I was feeling the entire sixty thousand. Yeah. Um, and which I've never felt. You would do what you would do on the next level up from where we are. Yeah, because yeah. To be fair. Got to be a bit fair on the singing group. They are smashing it. They are. And, and I'll, I'll get to later, but at the end, when they were, doing, they were still on the pitch, they they were amazing. They sang to every player. Every player they sang to. And, um, yeah, top top work by the, the, the singing section. I don't know if um, Kaylin heard us or not, though, Lottie. <laughs> we did have some fun um, on the sidelines. We were... Um, Matt came up was with, 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 with sitting there by himself. Well, not by himself, sitting there, chanting a song, and I looked around and went, "I like that." <laughs> so, and then I, we, so we, the rest of us started sort of joining in. I, I let, I let Matt, Matt, let I'm, everybody know the words. To me, it's the American version. So, it's Kalen wants a zebra. And there were plenty of zebras. Na, na, na. Yeah, yeah there were plenty of zebras around as well. Zebras, as as us. Zebras, uh, as we're not American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Kaylin is a, a zebra. Um, so is, if zebra just sounds a little bit more fluid, because if you got a zebra, it's just like yeah. Yeah, that, it's too. It's it, it, thing is, it's because I think also it helps that because it, it's because it's Kaylin and she's yeah. American. That helps as well because of the way she said it. Yeah. Were there any um, xylophones at all in the crowd? Uh, there was a there was a there was there was a uh, child with a picture and a, we want more xylophones <laughs> and he painted a xylophone. It was quite fair cute. enough. No, fair enough. I love how the marketing kit like that marketing. I'm going to the game in a minute. Obviously, the, the marketing for that video, the alphabet video, was just yeah. there's so much mean potential in literally every single moment, and it's carried on through and beyond. So fair play to us on that one. That was absolutely superb. Yeah. So ten minutes has yes. gone. Arsenal press winning the ball back after she, Katie McKay goes and challenges. Um, no, she passes the ball to Noel Marats, who then passes it to Victoria Palovo, who plays it straight into Leah Volti with a through ball to Stina, who then pickpockets Hendrick mm-hmm. uh, to score in an open goal as both Forms and Hendrick were almost like a Chuckle Brothers act from yes. Germany. <laughs> to me, to you, oh no, it's too late, it's gone past, and Stina's just scored an empty goal. But congratulations to Steen's Black Stinius on another good goal. Good goal. I believe that makes her... I believe she's over that 15 mark now for the season. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that big game player. Never tell me she never turns up in a big game. (laughs) Mm. Oh, my God. I know we joke about how offside she is. And I know Kerr's always offside a bit more than she is. But I've just enjoyed her ever since that final at Crystal Palace and we Mm. beat Chelsea. I've just enjoyed her every single moment. It's amazing how one, how, man, I'm, well, well, 
counts one goal. Scoring just one goal changes everything. Yeah. Confidence is through the roof. Mm. I want her to continue to the end of the season. I want her to take that into the World Cup. The thing is, she knows she needs to be scoring as well to go to Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Now, <clears throat> again, I can only speak of sort of the emotion of the moment. So the McCabe tackle was right in front of us. And and as on you know knowing what you know refereeing was like, I was worried. Oh, they might give it the Wolfsburg way. No, they let the play go on. They moved the, the moved the ball through the midfield superbly well, um, which is incredible considering they don't really have a midfield anymore um, with all the injuries. We were playing a two midfield against their three, um, but we were able to cycle it through. We were still pulling uh, the strings though. Yeah, <clears throat> and Plover Volti again. They had terrific games. Brilliant pass by Leo Volti, and it was and Stina Baxtinius had was it Hendrik? You see, the defender was name was yes. Yeah. yeah, she had her on toast all game, pressing, running in behind, physicality. She just could not handle her. And we saw the first goal, but <clears throat> she's racing back, and the ball is not getting to the keeper, and she's panicking. Stina steps in out, you know, just just wanted the ball more. You know, Hendrik, Hendrik didn't want the ball; she wanted the keeper to get it. Stina wanted the ball, got the ball. And it's just one of those moments we're watching it, and because you, you, it's down the other end of the pitch, you're wondering what's sort of happening, and is it going your way, is it not? And then suddenly Stina's got the ball, and suddenly she's around the keeper, and suddenly you're 3-2 up in a Champions League tie, and you're looking at the watch, and you're thinking there's 80 minutes left until we're in a Champions League final in Eindhoven. All bets are off, and everything's possible. It's going to be the greatest day in our lives. Um, and then VAR comes in and decides to have us on tenderhooks for 30 minutes uh, again. So that's two VAR calls. <laughs> Yes, the VAR check, just to let everyone know. And 10 um, minutes 45 to 12 minutes 20. It was two minutes. Another two, it was a two-minute VAR check. Now, I wasn't sure what the VAR call was for. Um, I thought maybe it might have been for the McCabe tackle because it looked marginal uh, in the build-up or the fact that Stina may have fouled the defender, um, which is entirely possible because if she's kicked through the defender to get the ball, it's a clear foul as much as it would cheese everybody off to disallow it, I wouldn't begrudge it. Uh, I wouldn't feel bad for it as such because it's it's a fair call. Um, but no, the ball was taken cleanly, and it was a goal, and it was it was amazing. It was it was amazing for the first time in the entire semi final, we were ahead. Um, Wolfsburg struggled to sort of handle the the way our system. Well, we were playing with a back three again because it's the only formation we can play now, um, and Wolfsburg really sort of struggle with that but <clears throat> my feeling was um watching it is i was reminded of when england went uh for a back three in two made in two major tournaments in 2018 and 20 uh in the world cup 2018 sorry in the uh euro 20 2021 i forget what, what they call it now and in both those instances in the big games when they eventually did sadly lose um they they went for the back three and they took an early goal they got a early free kick with trippier and they got an early goal with Shaw in the final. Um, so the triple goal was against Croatia in the semi-final. Now, both those games, England started really well, really intense, and for the first 20 minutes had moments to extend the lead further. And we all remember the um, miss that, you know, Kane had against Croatia when he should have scored it to Sterling. My feeling was, is having got that early goal, having got the, for the first time, being in control of the tie, we had to double down. We had to get the second goal. We had to push ahead of Wolfsburg because Wolfsburg are experienced. They are canny. They know how to play this level. They've been in these situations before. They'll come back, you know, just as we came back in their turf. In fact, what happened in their turf was was like the first time. We, we talked about last time, like over 100 games or something. It hadn't happened that Wolfsburg had let on that slip. They're not going to do that twice. 
So we had to strike when the iron's hot. We had to double down. I think we had a few chances. I think McCabe and Palova, there were a few moments when the ball was passed through. They couldn't out, um, strip the defence. But a corner where Steena swiveled and shot, and he just thought they just needed, that needed to go in, but to hit it at the keeper. And it's just those half moments and those, we'll come across it as we go through the game, but fine margins like that, just not getting not getting the cleaner connection, not finding that second goal when we had control, which was those first 30 minutes. That, yeah, we could have we could have killed the game tie then. We could have pulled ahead and we didn't. Um, um, and then, I'm sure you get to Matt, it's, um, it all started to change. <laughs> Just before that, 16th minute, um, uh, the ball from Seth C- uh, Catley goes to Victoria Plota. Uh, yeah. She mm. managed to recover the ball uh, only for Noel Moritz to go and have the shot as it was bouncing all over the place. It's a bit wild. Yeah. Goes over the bar. Um, just people's thoughts on that at the moment. <laughs> it was just it was a defender's it was a defender's strike, wasn't it? It was it was not it was, it was not the strike of a of a season striker like a like a Steena, shall we say. It was the strike of a defender who I don't think has scored a goal for us this season. Um well, hasn't scored a goal this season. So hasn't scored yes. a goal and um, hmm? yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean again, Goldie will probably come up and score a header <laughs> at some point, I imagine. Well, there'll be plenty of opportunities from Brits to uh, get a goal for the remainder of the season, as we sort of get into. Um, but yeah, it's just I do you do one of those situations, you know, retain the ball, keep the platform, build. But no, she rushed it, went for it. And, and hey, if she'd found the top corner against her former club, she would have been a hero in the Emirates Stadium. Um, so you know, you get, I don't blame her for trying I've it. Always, I've always said this: Noel Maritz is a different player in the Champions League. I want that all all year round. <laughs> I don't want just Champions League. She's just a, she. It's, it's like she has a, like a dash of Katie McCabe in her. She just got so angry and so fired up. And yeah. I'm like, why can't we have two of those kind of players like all season round, not just in the Champions League? Yeah, Karl Moritz. We have Karl Moritz in the. It's yeah. Like, it's like that. It's, um, it's, Mel- it's, it's Mello Moritz or it's Mello Moritz. That's the one. Yeah, it's Mello Moritz or it's. No, no, Moritz. Yeah. It's angry like Brits. Uh, it's, it's like yeah. that. So the thing is, she plays with her anger, and it's great. I love it. It's, just... it's like that Simpsons episode with the Krusty doll with the switch on the back, and it's like, oh, I see that problem with you, Brits. You've got her switched to angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what exactly. It is. Whereas, whereas that that kind of player is just who McCabe is. Yeah. Do you think the heads were a little bit all over the place as well? There wasn't that controlled. Do you know what? I'm surprised Katie lasted as long as she did. Before she almost, before she got a warning. Not, not We're getting in, angry. She got the, angry at one point. I should in, in that final third. So as I mentioned, the, the rush, the, the right, there was, no, there was rush. There was a lot of uh, the rush was mm. the shots. Um, I would probably mentioned it later on. Frida Marnham having about four or five, uh, three, uh, three shots. Mm. I think it was in the end when quite easily she could have gone and played. Mm. It's, it's we the wing. Two players were open. They can put a ball across the box and they could have had a shot. I would yeah. imagine, with the, with the occasion with it being, the fact that they are ahead, I'd imagine the adrenaline was flowing freely in all of them. Just that the high of, we've scored at the Emirates, we've got 60,000 fans roaring us on when they are roaring. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised that maybe they got a bit giddy. Maybe for oh my goodness, we're going to do this. We're actually going to get to a yeah, championship. The thing is, you've got, you've, got, you've got to remember, it's a bit like the uh, Spurs games a few seasons back, back at, at Tottenham, mm. at, at Shite Hart Lane. They loved it. 
they loved the energy. Even Beth, Beth, I think was it was it Beth Mead that came out and said it. I know I've referenced this reference this. Oh, before. the, the, the they two. They absolutely yeah. love it, and they were feeding on that energy. And it's for me, it's a question of was it too much for them to process and channel it with sixty thousand? Yeah. The thing is, I found my photographs from last year's. Uh, I think at the Emirates, and it was only yeah. the stand. I was sitting in the corner and thirteen. Mm. and that holy stand was taken and obviously club level was open yeah. and the difference is just unbelievable Vis- and it's just it gives it gave me goosebumps visually when north london forever was sung i had goosebumps just looking around it it's just euphoric so a bit funny on the north london forever because visually looking at the stadium when it got there were a few late people getting in but when it was full seeing yeah. a full emirate stadium it was just amazing. And then we did North Run Forever. Of course, I've got my scarf off. I'm bellowing it out because, you know, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing is I sat next to the director's box. The German head coach was also in the director's box uh, watching the game. She was, near, on, she was nearer to our side and she was panning around with a camera filming everything. So I don't know where that video is, but there's a video somewhere of me with a scarf aloft bellowing North London. Yeah. But before the game, we were kind of just like a few of us, a few of us went into the shop. And we were standing outside. I had, I was wearing my big my my red flag with a white big white cannon on it. Yeah. Um. My friend Miles had my pink one on, mm. and we had we had the Arsenal cameras panning around us, and none of the footage was used <laughs> was used at all. And it was a bit odd because we were all sitting there talking. Yeah. And there's this camera, little camera, and the cameraman going round us. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, um, it might be on the behind the scenes edit if they ever released that. You know. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe so. We'll see, but. Because we were sort of standing there singing and stuff. Uh, like Matt, Matt went off and come back. Um, and then we got approached by a Champions League representative saying, oh, if you go through, can we use photos of you? We just need to know where you're sitting. I was like, okay. If if, if you go through. Yeah. And I said, it's only if, right? Because yeah. I, I, I took around and said, I'm, with me, I'm a very reactionary fan. Um, I, <laughs> Matt can confirm I was in and out of my seat. I was banging my head off the seat. I was screaming my head off. I was swearing. I had a foul mouth. Profanities were used. And yeah, I am a different person when I'm on that pitch. Adam, you still well know this. You've been with me at Meadow Park. But I'm when it comes to a semi final, I'm ten times worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's mostly me letting off steam from stress and everything else because football is my escape. Yeah. But it's my way of supporting the team. I will be back those I will back my team hundred percent. Whether it's the academy, the men or the women, I'm exactly the same and I won't change. I'd rather you be loud and shouty than be quiet, you know, like you know Yeah, oh don't get me started on the people in front of me. Okay, well let's let's move I, I, I kept, like, I had a couple of people like in not in front of me, but their friends were in front of them. Yeah. They kept turning around and looking at us every time we started singing, so I sung louder. Well, <laughs> they didn't tell me to shut up. And I, was, I said to Matt, I dared him to tell me to shut up. I dared him. And he's he just sitting there, as he is now on screen, like, just laughing to himself because he, cause he knew I was up for a fight. Especially with, with all these uh, so-called VAR decisions. Yes. I kind of get, I, like, it's your I, first I, game I, at the Emirates and you're not going to know yeah. the songs and things like that. Oh, but, yeah. If but you're when not... you've got something as basic as Jonas, Ida first, Fred and White Army, you yeah. just listen to it. It's so easy to pick up. I had kids singing it. They were just over to our right hand side. They brilliant. picked it up very quickly. Whether they've been to Meadow Park or not, I don't know, but they were singing with us. And the their parents told them to be quiet, but they, they ignored their parents and they kept singing with us, which was great. <clears throat> it was only two, but it's better than nothing. The two elderly um, couple 
locals came up to us and carried us, told us to carry on singing as well. Yeah. So it was it was it was a very you interesting. Know what? I love things like that because normally with me I just get filthy looks and I don't like it and I oh I sit there I think I don't care. Mm. This is how I support my team. If you want to, it, I like as I said before, I got sh- I got told to shut up at the corner final. And I thought, nah, I'm not gonna have none of this. No, nah, nah. So I, it was just nice not to be told to shut up, and it was nice just to get that appreciation sort of thing. Because I saw her looking down, and I thought, oh, am I being too noisy? And then obviously Matt Matt said, and I went, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd one as well because the other Matt was sitting next to me and um, yeah, there's we had Matt one and Matt two. <laughs> oh, Matt is there? Oh, yeah, yeah uh, I had one of my other friends with me. If he's listening, massive shout out to him as well. He put up with our singing and he was just he was crumbly sitting there. He was bit, he, he was he was happy that Jordan Nobbs was there though. He yeah, was massive Jordan Nobbs fan. It was quite interesting actually because he was actually making some good points as well about okay. the way the team playing. Like he was hoping that they would play a little bit higher and quick. Mm-hmm. And for a, so a couple of times, Manu Zinsberg was not releasing the ball quickly enough to manage yeah. uh, lots of Uwe Moy, uh, for example. Um, but it, it, it was interesting to hear his thoughts. That's for sure, especially for someone um, someone who who's, that that was his first women's game ever. Yeah. Mm. That's, I've been. Tr- I, I tried to drag him down to Meadow Park before Jordan left, so he could watch Jordan. Mm. But it just with work and everything, it just didn't happen. And I was a little bit gutted. I said, "It's all right. We're going Villa Park next season." Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, go Villa Park. Gonna go and meet other Matt. Going well. The Matt, the Matts are not on tour, and I'm sure Adam will end up going to the Villa away at some point as well." Oh, well, thank you, thank you for uh, booking me in already. Um, yeah, uh, already reserved it, and you're sitting <laughs> with us this time as well. You're not allowed to sneak off anywhere else. <laughs> I still haven't forgiven you for that. You know that. For what? I what? had two spare tickets. You, 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 Ali, and Jamie should have come downstairs. Oh, so we, we wasn't just a, Ali bought a friend as well. You see, he bought a first time. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, That's he, cool. he was, you know, for a while he's a big Arsenal fan. And he said he wanted to come to a women's game, so. And um, Jamie brought her mother along as well. Uh, oh, I didn't know that because yeah. when, when, when obviously when I saw you, you scared the bejesus yeah, out of me. <laughs> so I screamed my head off, um, and then Matt tried to do it to me, but I saw his reflection in my glasses. So that well, I saw your reflections in yeah. Lucy's glasses. glasses. Yeah. Um, so uh, it wasn't as scary, but you literally scared the bejesus out of me that day. We, we were just about to head up. I think it was to the tolly. And... Oh, Steph, can't me. And she, uh, <laughs> she went just... turn around. We were just yeah. going to head to the tolly um, uh, and uh, see what was going on there. And I just happened to look around and thought, I recognise that flag. And I recognise some people there, and they haven't seen me yet, so I'm going to play grandmother's footsteps. Um, so do well, you pro- can't really do that. You're too tall for it, to be fair. But because there was so much going next, on, next and we were just in our own world enjoying ourselves, we did, you did get away with it. Because normally me, me and Matt can spot at, spot you coming a mile off. You're so bloody tall. When I saw you running, Adam, I was like, oh, oh there he is. <laughs> I wish you said something. I, I wouldn't have screamed it would have been my too, head off. By the, time he, by the time I saw him, it would have been literally too late. It was yeah. to take Yeah, I, I can only point out. It was my immature side coming through. But we'd had a really good day. We'd be walking around the stadium. And, um, except for a lot of them, that they, it was their first time at Emirates Stadium, not just at the game. So we, uh, we'd we hoped to get, maybe get some more in. But it, it was like I said, I think we all can agree it was, a, it was an amazing day. Um, oh, no, definitely. I mean, like... It was just is one of, one of the best semi-finals I've been to. I'm so proud of them, especially yeah. with the way everything's gone. And it's just, 
I can't be bitter about it. Do you know what I mean? I can't even be angry at Lotta. I just can't do it. Physically yeah. can't do it. She was like, apart from the first two minutes and the last two minutes, she was mm. sublime. Mm. I enjoyed watching her so much. There's one player I can be bitter about though, and that's Jill Rawd. Because as, as, as an ex She hasn't scored all season and she does it then. It's ex- so irritating. Calendar year. Arsenal player. Well, I'm ex- not going to say what I want to say because I was like attacked on Twitter for it <laughs> by stands. So I've got nothing else to say on Jill Ward, I'm afraid, boys. I'll let you take the floor. So Jill Ward. Uh, Jill Ward's a very interesting player because she was one of the sort of rising stars of, of Dutch football. Um, we signed her uh, just after the uh, 2019 World Cup and just after we won the title. And she was, she was given a number 14 shirt. And I think um, I think she may, may have said, as, as every signing does when they come to Arsenal, oh, yeah, I'm a big Arsenal fan and, and all that rigmarole. And D- Dutch players was a big thing of Arsenal because we had Miedemar, we had, we do have Miedemar, we had Van der Donk, um, Sari and, and Doma just left. But I never felt she really settled in the team. And in fact, I always felt the balance of the team was a bit more unsettled during a time. She had two years of us and didn't really set the world alight. And so went to Wolfsburg and I, I think she's done all right there. Um, obviously she scored in the, the last time we played Wolfsburg, but that was at their place. And um, I'll have to be honest, the goal that she did score on the day was good. It was a good, it was a really good, really well-worked goal. Very annoying. Um, it was one of those, it was because the, 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 the source of it was a, mm. of a really, really soft free kick from Maritz. It was, it was just, it was just a, the, you know, it was, you were on about the um, speed of delivery, your, your other Matt, it was other Matt who mentioned about yeah. her. So, so we had the ball at the back and Manu had been throwing it and kicking it, but she offered to go, go from the ground mm. and was so slow to, to distribute it. It went, I think, to Lotte and to Maritz. By that time, the players were over and Maritz got swamped. And yet I felt at the time we had the numbers back, we could dealt with it, but she dragged the player's shirt back and it was so obvious. And of course, it's an immediate book. It's at first, it's immediate booking. Yeah. And you really saw that, especially when we went into second half and extra time, how reluctant Maritz was to, well, not extra time, sorry, because she was off by now, sorry, but the second half, certainly, you saw how reluctant um, Maritz was to put a foot in because she knew she was on the booking and she knew she did something, well, you know, she's off. One foot wrong and she's gone. Exactly. So it was such a stupid booking to concede so early and so needless. And I've always said that the the softness of the free kick is inversely proportionate to the likelihood of a of a goal or something like that. Like the, the, the softer the, the softer the foul, the more likely a goal will come from it. I think of when we conceded that equaliser at home to Manu, that handball that Lotta actually just bounced up in her arm. It was totally accidental, but it was obviously a handball. But because it was such a stupid free kick, mm. and also because Katie Zellan was taking the free kick, but because it was so stupid, you knew that the goal was going to come from it. And then ball whipped in. We mm. had the first ball away. We don't we don't rush out and, and yeah, we're slow to, to clear the box. We're slow to close the ball down. Gilroy takes on chairs. And it's just a really good goal into the bottom strike drive into the bottom corner. You know, Manu can't get there. A view is probably obstructed, so she can't get the dive away in time. And it just just let the air sort of out. You just felt the sort of the, the drop as we we weren't going to be able to ride like we did with Bayern Munich. We weren't going to ride out on a clean sheet and get there. That we were going to have to sort of go again. And so up to and I always I did feel that in the certain second half of the first half, if that makes sense, the second quarter. Um, Wolfsburg were sort of figuring Arsenal out and were getting able to impose the likes of um, uh, Pop, uh, the likes of Rod, mm-hmm. uh, like so. Is it is it pa- is it Payor, the other striker? They were starting over the fair. I think they, they, one of them had a rocket which Manu just literally beat out the yeah, it was right at Manu, but she yeah she couldn't hold it. It was that powerful. Yeah. And and so when it and that was obviously the only goal, and then it got got to half the other only other goal, they got to half time, and it was one all. Mm-hmm. You thought okay, it's in the balance. But what Arsenal have done, I, the way I saw it was. 
despite all the injuries and, and all mm-hmm. the setbacks you've had, all the problems you've had, we've narrowed down this two-legged semi-final to a 45-minute game, where it's just whoever... <laughs> That's what you thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, it doesn't quite go that way. Um, well, the way I saw it was, you know, extra time aside, we'd shrunk, we'd, we were still in the game, 45 minutes left, still well in the game, we've played well enough, Palova's played well, Nelson Mornham's played well, Steena's played well, um, everyone's putting a really good shift in. Um, it's all worth taking. We just need to up it in the second half. So yeah, far, yeah, having a goal to concede just before half time was annoying, but it wasn't you know a disastrous setback. And you know, I thought, well, if we just reset, go again in the second half, maybe get an early goal. Um, things things might be um, we we could still win this one. Just before half time, though, we had a free kick, and then the referee decided to blow and say, "No, we're not having that." That's a bit kick. annoying, but I think that, was... that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Full stop. Mm, that was that is for me again. Reference how piss poor the referee mm-hmm. is. Um, I don't, I didn't catch the ref's name or name or where she was from, mm, but that was piss poor. So the way that's, I that is where I could put it. it it's like it's like one of these unwritten rules. Like if there is an attacking set piece yeah. on the cusp of the whistle, I feel you almost have an obligation you to let, let them take it. Play out, even though if the if it was if it was five minutes of added time, if it had gone beyond, if it was like five minutes thirty seconds or something. Five minutes. Well, I'm honest with you, we went, we wasted three minutes of that. Yeah, but what was so? What was it, Matt, on the clock? What was it? Five minutes thirty seconds. Yeah. So the re- the referee is well within her right to blow the whistle and end it because technically it's beyond the five minutes. I mean, it's just, yeah, she hasn't broken. I understand it. that. It's just one of these like really sort of petty sort of. Oh come on, ref! It's like yeah, unwritten rules. Let them have the last kick. Yeah, it's like when the, and the other time I do it is when it's like almost full time. So it's been five minutes of time in the second half, and then the five minutes been played. They've had one last attack. It's been saved. It's gone for a corner. And it's like, oh, it's just time for the corner. We can get it. And they go into the corner. And Ruff goes, nah, we're in the game there. And everyone just goes apoplectic. It's like, you can't do that. We've got a corner. It's like, no, time's up. We've got to go. And he just thought, oh, come on. just. That's why I always love it if um, rugby, um, if we had overtime instead, that rather than an added time, we just like, the, the clock goes red. And it says, right, okay, next time the ball goes dead for a defensive play, uh, the game's off. So, you know, you do get that anyway. That's the ref. I, I felt it was annoying, but it's like at the same time, it's not like the ref has, has broken and he made a mistake as such because it's the rules. It's just one of those, you know, I don't say gentleman's agreement sounds wrong, but <laughs> sort of like, come on, just let us let us play the final phase. And, and, you know, you never know. You never know what might have happened then. But Almost like an unwritten rule. You yeah, exactly. An unwritten rule. Exactly what it is. It's like just let the, let the final phase play out and then we'll go in for oranges and, and sandwiches and go from there. Exactly. So then we go into the second half. Mm. How long do you reckon it took before a goal was scored? I'm going to say 66 seconds. Close. It was one minute and 13 seconds. Okay, so that's 70. Hello, don't I get a guess? That wasn't fair. (laughs) No, it's too late now. All right, you can get the next guess. (laughs) Because technically, this one is um, ruled out for offside, would you believe it? Noel Moritz was offside Mm -hmm. for this one. Mm -hmm. it was a lot of Weaver Moy through ball to Marnham. Marnham goes and picks out Moritz. It's a low ball into the box and Steena. Blackstenius scores. She was in the mood there, wasn't she? That she was, was a really... nice goal and that really, really pissed me off. Mm. 
don't, I don't know. It was quite, is it? I have no idea. I don't know why I want to guess. I just felt really left out there. Um, no, that's all right. I'll give you the guess for the next one. So, uh, oh, for the, what for the time? <laughs> um, I don't know what the t- I don't know what the was next it, one was. Was it like five minutes later after the last one, if I remember rightly? I'm going to give an exact. Five or six minutes after, I'm going to say. I, think... I wasn't watching the clock at the time. That was my problem. I was too engrossed. I think the call was quicker for this one because it was a bit more routine and, a, and I think a bit more quick. I think it's closer to probably about maybe two, maybe one and a half, two minutes. I reckon it took mm-hmm. to sort this one out. So when the goal went in, it, the for this one, it was 46 uh, minutes on the clock and 13 seconds. The VAR decision was 47 and 25 seconds on the clock. I haven't got my calculator out. What's the difference? So I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably say about 50 odd seconds. 50 seconds. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. For, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It, Not bad. <coughs> I think, again, I'm going to have a moan about this. Why weren't the Wolfsburg's goals VAR'd? Every single one of ours was, and it really irritated me. There was no consistency there. <laughs> well, goal, it was a, because it was a free kick, mm. there, there was nothing to really say there was a, any anything mm. box because of everything. I mm. I think if anything, they would have probably used VAR for um, who assisted it because it did look like it came off Katie's head, but it didn't. Okay, thank God for that. She'd never forgive herself. The thing with the Wolfsburg goals is there was nothing really there to sort of to sort of question. Yeah, I know, but it's just me being petty. I'll be honest, I'm being petty, and it got up my nose that night. So I'm going to hang on to my pettiness because it's just me. I was so annoyed. I was. I'm hurting. I was so gutted. That goal. That goal for me that wasn't yeah. given was the was the best goal in the entire game. Yeah, was exactly. Such, it was such a thing of beauty, just the way, and it was so similar to the way Steiner equalised in the first leg as well. But it was it was it was rather than a low ball, it was more yeah. of an aerial. I, just, I think I think I just enjoyed her crashing into the net and standing there. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it seems to happen a lot to, to me on FIFA when I do similar stuff as well. They do seem to just go. Yeah, all, I, all, I don't all. know what it is with with Steiner and Friedel. They just like crashing into the net. I'm just be. waiting for the goal to go with them. It's gonna happen. It's that momentum. That's probably happened a couple of times at training. I would imagine. Like, the, I just I the one mini They've actually gone in and just like kicked the mm. uh, the uh, mini goal, and the mini goal has gone like flying five feet and in the yeah. other direction. <clears throat> but but the, the big problem with that goal is is is, is the offside. I mean, we, we I we were watching it before it happened. I think I was, I think I was sat with Ali and he was sat a bit a lot. He was sat a bit closer to where it happened. Yeah. And he was saying to me, and he and he said immediately, "I think this is offside." You know, and I don't think we're talking about. See, that is a perk with like being on club level. Yeah. When like, you're on the ground from where me and Matt were sitting, I don't see that. I just see it going in. But what what I mean is is that this wasn't like one of these like half an inches. Uh, I think this was a pretty. There was mm. daylight, as they they say. It wasn't. And what's frustrating is 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 could Moritz have held her run? Could we have got the ball quicker to Moritz? It was such a pointless offside. It's just a, you know. Yeah. It's just we. It's not like the defense maybe stepped up, maybe caught out. So if we just got our timing of our runs better, because everything else was beautiful, the cross, the execution, the power, the the raw, something. You know, a few minutes in and bam, we're back in the lead again. Steena's got two goals at the Emirates Stadium. Place is rocking, and I just felt after getting two bar reviews go our way, and I, I say I don't treat it like luck because it's not lucky. There are people making decisions here, but. It does feel like sometimes virus is mysterious entity, and you know, like, and it's it's luck whether you get it your way or not. But this one, I thought after getting two var calls our way, 
I thought, nah, this one's not going to go away. I mean, offside, there's no subjection. There's no like, oh, you know, the ref's opinion. You're off. You're wrong. You're off. Rich was off. It was her mistake, sadly. You know, she didn't tell her run right, and we were we were robbed of a of a of a goal that you know could could have catapulted us to yeah. to Weinhoven, and it would have been a, a majestic way to do it. Um, but it was yeah, it wasn't to be, sadly. And um, that's the second time actually in uh, in succession. We, um, Cena got a goal chalked off in the quarterfinal against Wolfsburg last season, Emirates Stadium. Again, another goal which I watched back and just wished it's that we got the ball too quickly to Stina, but Stina held a run because she ran the keeper, slotted it, it was brilliant. And that was, and that was really early in the second half as well, which is really weird. So that's two early second halfers that she said chalked off for offside. Maybe it was written, but yeah, that was a... That yeah, the was one a... against Bayern as well. Hmm? Yeah. One against Bayern as well. In the oh, well, that was hacked off the line, wasn't that? Wasn't a goal? That was that no, was... no. Estina had a goal. I'm pretty sure one of them was a goal, and it wasn't given in one of the games against Bayern. Oh, in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Mm, I don't recall. Anyway, I don't... anyway. <laughs> don't ask me. I've been up since go... five a.m. My brain is frazzled. Listeners, if you're not sure, go to the zone and watch the watch the both semi-finals back, and let us know in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, definitely. So the goal. Officially comes from for Wolfsburg, Ale- uh, Alexandra Pop with the goal. This time, Rourke again with the set piece delivery. It uh, Pop uh, jumps up and up. right at the front post and heads it straight into the back of them. That yeah, um, Ida and Rafa seem to lack that com- uh, communication. They didn't seem to know who was marking her, and uh, we'll just go. For, uh, with Lossi, what time do you reckon the goal was scored? I don't know. <laughs> I, literally, that game is such... It's such So much had happened. I wasn't watching the clock. So I'm going to go around the 60-minute mark. I'm going to oh, go 55. So, I'm gonna go 55. <laughs> 58. Oh. Oof. Oof. I think I that, that's, that's one to Lottie, I think. Yeah. I was closest. <laughs> so, and then... Almost ten minutes later, Huth nearly uh, goes up the other end. Uh, I, was, and... I was going to say something on that goal. Sorry, <clears throat> on that goal, Lottie's going to murder me again. Um, I, I know she's already murdered me before, but it's happening again. So, <laughs> I'm before... already for the audio listeners. I'm already giving him daggers. I'm no, not looking no, forward no, to no. this. Well, I sort of half called this one as well. So I was. I'm. I'm always very pessimistic when these happen. Uh, I'm so... goal or, t- or the next one. The 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 the, the, the pop goal. So the pop goal... Um, Please, it was inevitable she was going to score anyway. Well, yeah, but oh. what it was is we had... Um, She's in my side. After, um, after we had a goal disallowed, I think that, that took the wind out of our, our Arsenal's sails. I think it definitely swung the momentum the other way and Wolfsburg came onto us. And they had, but they also, yeah. I, I also enjoyed the fans backing them. Oh, as yeah. soon as that goal oh, went yeah. in, we were, like, especially in my block and block five, we were up on our feet yeah. Singing for them. But <clears throat> so what happened was uh, Wolfsburg had a corner, and I, because I'm I'm the pessimist, I just like I, th- I just I just saw the way the the wind was sort of going in the game, and I thought, oh, Wolfsburg going to score from this corner. This is where it's going to this is where it's going to happen. And they didn't. They didn't score from it. We cleared it, and then we conceded another corner, and then they scored from it. And I thought, oh, it's one corner out. Um, but it was there was an element of inevitability about it. You could feel that Wolfsburg were building up steam. You could you could I, I just felt at that moment the game was slipping. Oh, is he all right? I think his internet's gone. 
Oh dear, no. And this is what happens when you predict the Wolfsburg's goals. <laughs> I think we've lost him. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... The thing is, the first leg, I was relieved she was out oh. injured, but you knew right. she would be okay. Good. Right, um, sorry about that. <laughs> second leg, you just knew. So oh, I, expect, did, yeah, I did so expect much. her to score, but I yeah. didn't think, like, when. Yeah, you know well, I, I knew mean. the score. She's that good. Yeah, I've, just, so... I've just said that while you were frozen on screen. Sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> no worries, it's absolutely fine. Um, but you continue what you were saying. We just completely lost you, and you just oh, you froze just... with your mouth open like. Uh. I I knew that. I felt that the, the I I predicted a, a corner earlier that yeah. they would score. And I just felt the momentum of the game was with Wolfsburg then, and I'm sort of. I don't want to say I was writing Arsenal off, but I could just feel the the game slipping away from Arsenal. I could just feel that Wolfsburg were were mm. winding up and winding up and getting into it. Their experience, that yeah, the like the likes of Dom, the likes of Jansen, the likes of Bob, all them. They know how to win at this level. They know how to win these games. And we're we are inexperienced. Yeah, you know, we haven't been in, in a semi final for ten years, and we're yeah. down to our bare bones. And I and exactly. I think like inexperienced injury FC. Yeah. That is the easiest way to describe. And, I was thinking two. You know what? It's been a good run. If it finishes two-one to Wolfsburg, I'll applaud them off the pitch and think fair play. We gave it our best shot, and that's it. But they, um, as I'm sort of getting, they gave us Arsenal gave us the worst possible thing. They gave us hope. They gave us hope, and I will never forgive them. You mean you'll never forgive Jen B? I mean, well, we'll we'll get to that. Do you know what? I think I enjoyed what she did after more than I enjoyed the goal. 100%. 100%. So, um, Matt, were you going to go and just give us the, the, the play-by-play? Because there was a few I, more. I was, uh, there was a few more things before, yeah. but I oh, will sorry. ask you for your moment of the match because of, because I've, I've got <coughs> you myself. But um, Hoos hits uh, 68 minutes and 51 seconds. Hoos goes and open goal and just goes and hits the ball wide. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That um, was the moment. I said to Ali when that missed, and I thought, that was the final. Right there. If yeah. he goes that, it's three one and the game is dead. And I thought and that was the moment I thought, hang on, there might there yeah. might be something in us for this. If they're missing a chance like that, then yeah, there's something just be, there. Mm, the game, they yeah. weren't they weren't perfect. They there is mistakes oh. in them. Mm. And that's where we where we did play our advantage. And we lo- as Arsenal fans we loved every moment of it, honestly. So you love this the one. Seventy first minute, Jim BT. Turns the defender, opts to play in Frieda Marnham, who then shoots from 40 yards. So, bearing in mind that the wings are available, she had options of both Laura and Lena, who at this point, yeah. both Laura and Lena had come on. Laura come on for uh, Noel, and Lena had gone on for Stina. Mm. We had heard that Stina, who is on the uh, May calendar for the Arsenal women, um, had a, a thought she took, picked up something. She seems fine though, and she will be available for the Leicester game, which is good news. That, that um, kicker. I think I, I'm going to actually come out and say this because I do feel, although I, I, at the time I did not know about the injury, obviously because mm. we were in the stands, I did think that was his biggest mistake at the game. That uh, I guess, just yeah. I, I know Lena's had a tough time, but I don't trust her. I'm not confident in her. If that so, makes sense. I agree. I if, if we know it's injury related, and, and, and the fact is we didn't we couldn't put Jodie Taylor on because she's not registered, and <clears throat> gee, there's there no was no one else. Yeah, there was no there was no one else. It was the only player we could put in that position, and I, I feel oh, so in that sense. She looked 
Rusty yeah. was the same one. Oh, agreed. She did. I mean, it she. I found that she was really hesitating, sticking her mm-hmm. foot in to grab the ball. And I, I know between me and Matt, we did get a bit frustrated with it. Well, I know I definitely did. Um, so it's, it's a confidence thing. I want her to do well at Arsenal. I do. But she just needs to. I know she's had a tough time, but she needs to get her footing sorted and let her confidence grow. Luna had a moment. Luna had a moment in. Uh, I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but I want to get this in now because I'll forget. Lena Hurting had a moment in extra time when she could have yes. been the hero. And and fair play, it was a great save by the keeper. But I can't help but yeah. think that if Dina Blackstenius had been in that position rather than Lena, if I caught her, she could have scored that. And that that will that will be the sort of thing that. Will, and it's really and again, it's more bad luck. I mean, thankfully, it's a minor injury and she could take it off. It's not what yeah. Laura had. But it's just another injury and it's just another moment. And Stina, I've said it, you know, she had the defenders on toast. She she was leading the line. Do you know what? I'm loving the fact that you're using my phrase. I'm just absolutely what? into what it. Oh, the phrase, I, my phrase of the week is anyone on toast. Oh, right. That's my okay. phrase of the week. Sorry. I'm enjoying I, it. Let's keep going. I was saying, sorry, I was saying, because I was saying I've it. I've even got plan. John Sinclair on there. <laughs> John Sinclair TV saying it. It's great. <laughs> she was roasting them. The, the, the defender <coughs> didn't know she was coming or going, and it was her presence in the box that just created a nightmare for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. she should have. She could have got two goals. She got the one goal. And I just felt if she could have continued to hold the line for the 90 and then eventually 120, <sighs> it's all this buts and maybes now. But definitely... Attacking wise, we were worse off when Hertie. Hertie was. A, I'm sorry, but it's nothing personal against Hertie. The fact that she's come back from an injury, and the fact that she hasn't fully settled, she's a downgrade on Stina in a in a forward position, considering that she's actually a wide forward. So I was. We were a bit scratching our heads and looking at formations and trying to work out where the pieces were. I did agree with where it's coming off. I feel that being booked to influence had gone. She could. She was defending with an arm behind her back. So quite rightly, Veen Reuter came on, and I thought until. The incident happened. She was absolutely fine. And so we're just working out with the, fed, the, the positions of the players and thinking, OK, so that's fine. We, we thought Leonardo Mornan would become a striker, but we were wrong. It turns out that Jonas has been reading the Serena Wiegmann playbook of last ditch, desperate, we need a forward. And so went and so... You're jumping Jem- ahead here. I know. Called Jem Beatty up and said, do you remember when you used to be a forward? Well, it's time you put the number 14 shirt back on and get back up and we need you as a striker. To be fair, he's done that a couple of games this season. Mm, I know, but so it's not like maybe last ditch is probably like Plan C or D. Plan C or D. I mean, maybe we had a Plan B, let alone a C and a D, considering our options. But yeah. just the idea that he's gone for the mini bright approach of we'll just throw a four, we'll throw a defender as a striker. You know, worked against Spain and it worked. I mean, that moment um, when when Beat scored. I mean, I, I love I love that Beat scored. Because yeah. you've been, and I'm sorry, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I'm sorry I heard I'm jumping that, ahead, Matt. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're still jumping ahead because I still haven't finished the, uh, the okay, same well, thing. We'll go back to Matt for the play by play and I'll come back to oh. my thoughts on it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just after she had the shot, Lotta, uh, Frida had the shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lotta Y made a crucial side tackle only for it to be ruled offside. Yes. That was lucky. So now we will go into <laughs> this right. goal that had the stadium absolutely off its rocker. It was yes. on a trip to a moon. I think everyone was up, jumping up and down, hugging, kissing, 
uh, high-fiving, you name it. I think everyone was doing it. Um, Steph Catley delivers a free kick into the box. It, box. It's cleared in, into the away, but lot, a lot of even more gets hold of it. She puts the ball... She gets hold of it. She sees Jem Beattie, and Jem Beattie goes and heads that ball straight into the back of the net. Yes. This moment afterwards, I think <laughs> I should let Lottie... Go for it, Lotta. Go for it. Because it is perfect. No, literally, Pop thought, Pop thought she was going to be a brick rule, but Jen just decided to absolutely annihilate the brick wall and put her on the floor, which was great. It was the moment, moment of the match, and, like, at first, I didn't realise what the hell was going on. I was like, please don't tell me this is going outside. I was going mad. I know, I know. And a friend of mine, Tash, she had the, she literally pulled up a stream. She pulled up the zone on her phone. Because mysteriously, it was working. Unbelievably. Mm. And we watched the replay and, it, and we found out it was because she annihilated her. Mm. And that has become the biggest meme on my Twitter feed. And I am loving every moment from the Arsenal fans. But yeah. Pop thought she was going to break a brick wall, but no, Jen breaks brick walls, didn't you know? <laughs> she, had, she, had, she just she didn't care. And from what I'm seeing on social media as well, I think Amber was up in the uh, yes. on club level. Club level, she got told to sit down because she was <laughs> celebrating a goal, and she turned around. No, that's my, that's my, that's my partner. Da, 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 da. And this is like, do you know what? I love her. Her energy is just unbelievable. Oh, what a for you. I thought that was lovely. Sorry, Adam. Go on. There's a really good picture Paulie Drawn has done of the incident. <laughs> worth, worth doing. If you get a chance, look at it. It's absolutely terrific. And it's it's one. I remember watching. Well, you watching these things in you know as, as they work. And what was strange is, and again, we, we you could argue in this instance we've been blessed by the incompetence of the refereeing because um, Wolfsburg had a player down in the middle of the play. Um, usually at that point, the referee blows and says, you know, head injury, we need to go in. And if, if it was a head injury, then there'll be all level of controversy. I don't know what the situation was, whether it was a head injury, whether it was a player who was playing for an injury to stop the game or whether it was just a minor injury and had no relation to the head. But it's just weird that it, there's a player down in the box and the referee let play continue, which I thought, which I was relieved by. But I'm not sure if the rules are fully applied. Then, thank goodness, thank goodness, though the play didn't stop. Great ball by Lotta Wibbermoy. BT knocks it into the net. Place goes up a platic, which is you know fantastic. Suddenly we have hope, and it felt like that was the only way we were going to get a goal because it didn't feel with open play. The struggles you were having, set pieces. I mean, they worked. They worked a treat in the first leg with Catley's goal. Chuff to bits that beats um, got the goal. She obviously played in the last semi final we had against Wolfsburg. Um, and she's very much now at the the twilight end of her career, and um, it just felt that that was it was such a moment for her because she was Beach was amazing in the first leg, um, holding that back three together, sort of like as a Mert. I was thinking, I thought of, I thought of her sort of like the Mert Saka general in the 2017 final, the way she was keeping a, a young defender and another perfectly good defender as well, sort of get Marsh in her back line, heading everything clear. <clears throat> And it felt like, oh, we're back in this. You know, there's t- 50 minutes ago. Then there's, there's not just one, though, two VAR calls. <laughs> and the great, the, one of the most bizarre moments ever is watching the VAR thing come up and we go, oh, here we go again. And I'm seeing the player on the ground and I'm thinking, 
it's just going to be like an Alan Shearer elbow to the face sort of thing. Is there's been a stray elbow and that's why the player's down. And oh, please don't take this from us because this is the greatest moment ever. And if we don't, if we get this goal chalked off, it's all over. And and then you see on the wall, check over and oh, thank goodness the goal's been given. And then the the game hasn't restarted and the, the ref still got her finger to the air and there's all this confusion. And then the checks over. They think Vars said it's okay. Just just kick the game off. Just kick no. Oh, they're checking it again, are they? Oh, oh, Pete's all right, and then now they're saying check it, and, and, and I don't know. It took so Matt, long to check it. I know. Well, Matt's got the clocks as his eye on the clock, so I'm going to say this took five minutes to clear. Ooh. So when the goal went in, it was 74 minutes and th- okay, uh, awesome. do you reckon? 55 seconds. Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. I'll go for five minutes. 77 minutes and 23 seconds before the VAR call was officially ended. So what was that? So what was the, what was the first number? Uh, seventy-four uh, minutes and oh, five. So it's three minutes. Three minutes it took. But it, it does. It does make you wonder though. Why is it taking three minutes to? What are they looking for? I mean, I can only assume. I can only assume it's they, the. They, they, they thought they they thought that Jen had fouled Pop. Well, that was after That's the goal. They were looking for. I think Adam's right though. If the there was there seemed to be some sort of clash in the box. Yes. Um. If I'm honest, I think she fell. She fell awkwardly on her front, mm. which is a bit of an odd one, anyway. Uh, bear in mind you're playing in grass. Yeah. Um, but she, she was literally lying on the floor, face mm. on the grass. Uh, yeah. So for me, you play that on, <clears throat> let, let, let it go, and then go from there. Oh, but I don't. I don't know whether it was because they were checking for a possible red because of what Jen did. Well, alternatively, just as well, because Katie, I don't know if we've seen, Katie nearly went for 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 Pop as well before Jen bodied her. Or I, I like to call it, I've written it down as tough thumping. Yeah. She knocked, think, knocked her down, but she wasn't bodied. getting Yeah. Again. Well, she had, she had beats, Speedy had um, Pop on uh, toast there, didn't she? That was the, yeah. that was the main sort yeah, of Yeah, she ate her for breakfast. Um, but no, I, I thought it was proper. I didn't think there'd be an incident with the, the, the BT pop because the ball was already in the net. The ball, the game was dead. So there wasn't like, I don't think they couldn't just allow the goal because it already happened. So the only thing I thought was the repair the box. The fact it took three minutes to decide it. I mean, all it did mean is I was fine with these VAR calls is when they go the way of the home team, like, and that's in the situation it did. It's almost like a, like a score times two multiplier. On the on the goal because you get the cheer of the goal and you also get the cheer that they haven't taken it away from you as well, so you do get <clears throat> and plus the fact that it was an equalising goal and suddenly this tie which quite frankly I was in the process of just you know signing the the the, the eulogies for um, was suddenly back and back in play and all well we we, we we clawed it back again you know this is again we clawed it back and we got it to two all just in the first leg suddenly all bets are yeah. off thinking uh, at this point I got to be honest with you my heart was. Pounding from my oh, chest. Hundred percent. I, 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 it got to the point where I went, okay, I got to calm down a bit. My blood yeah. pressure through the roof. My heart is heat. I can feel it, feel mm. it hitting the top of my chest. I, like, I, calm down. Off I just couldn't. <laughs> just a not do it. It was, it was, yeah. I, I thought this is the thing. I always thought before going to this game, I thought we were going to win it. I mean, I think I made say the predictions. I thought it'd be a two 0 Arsenal win. When I heard Caitlin Ford had been ruled out for an injury. I sort of, I sort of flipped to fifty-fifty. But when that BT goal went in, I thought we were going to do it, and I just had this thought of, this is going to be one of these amazing Emirates moments. It's going to be our moment. And then, well, I had no, I have no delusions that we would beat 
Barcelona because Barcelona incredible team. I thought if we go to if we go to Weinhoven, we're gonna get played off the park. But the fact that we would even got to the final would have been amazing. So I was oh, sort no, of, exactly. for me, like, we, would have been, we would have all been happy with it. But yeah, right now, I hope Barcelona cook them and scramble them up on toast. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I want a le- an Alexia Putellas hat trick. Trick, yes. I'll come okay. to that later, actually. Um, that final. Nice. But um, but that for me that game so the game the Emirates for me that was our Champions League final the Emirates game that was our final yeah the next one on the list is unfortunately the injury to Laura seventy seven minutes so less than twenty so how quick was it after the goal. 26 felt- seconds after the kick uh, after the game had restarted so 26 seconds so Wolfsburg kick off. Yeah. 26 Laura's gone down the, the other end of the pitch. Laura's gone to chase it. Laura's had a pop and she goes down. Uh, it's, it, obviously, it's confirmed today that she now has an ACL. Yes. Um, so we now have four members of the ACL club that joins us. If anyone is wondering who else is in that four <laughs> ACL yeah. member squad, uh, Leon have also had four members of the um, their squads all out with ACLs as well in the past so we're not alone in this i hope lottie is okay i saw um, um, so when the moment it happened and seeing veen reich's arm in the air i said acl just just knew you just know it you just know from the reaction and i know it's like an immediate like the most i don't say negative void point but you you almost jump to conclusions but having seen it happen three times already this season Two of them at the Emirates when I've been at the game, and now this third one, um, when I was also at the game, annoyingly, um, you just know it's an ACL, and you just, you just, your head's in your hands, you're thinking, just like, how on earth is this happening? How on earth is it that we are, it's not like hamstring injuries, which happened anyway, these are freak injuries. These are, these are, you know, how many male players do you know who have done their ACL? The only ones I can think of are Rob Holding and Hector Bellerin. And it was just those two. It happened in one season, Emery's first season, and it was a, it was a, you know, obviously the season collapse. And I blame the fact that having those two ACLs to our two defenders massively compromised what we were trying to do, um, amongst other factors. I've never known us to have. I know I've had. I know we've had like Jordan Lobster in ACL. That was one ACL in a season. Dan, uh, uh, I know Dan Carter was come back. I think from one that season. Dan Carter did one. <clears throat> you know, in in a friendly, it was a frequent because it was a second ACL on a different knee. And you, okay, I've never known us. I, I know we were called injury FC, but I've never known to have four ACLs in one season. That's just how you know that the probability and all that. And it, it comes back onto research. It comes back onto why is this happening? What the causes? Is it is it biological? Is it funding? Is it the the lack of support that women's football have had over the last hundred years that they're behind? Are they not? Is it the pitch? Is it the, is it the amount of games? Are there being? Are there? Is it the infrequency of the games? Is it we're having too many games and then too few games and then too many games and then and then long periods of 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 not playing? Is that 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 stop start nature? Is that affecting it? Are the things that clubs are doing? Is it the clothes they're wearing? Is it the boots they're wearing? Is, is it is it is it their own um, inner biology? And if there was talk of it to be to do with with people's um, uh, cycle, you know, whether that has the, the women's cycle, that that has an effect, menstrual cycle, sorry, if that has an effect on ACLs, and, and so there are the problem is, is as Jonas has mentioned in his press conference, is he, I think he calls it multifaceted. That there's so many possible reasons, and so so many. 
you can't just put it down to one thing. And the amount of research they've got to do to eliminate the, the, the non-causes, identify the causes is huge. And obviously they're doing their own investigation. But it's not just on Arsenal because this is not a problem isolated with Arsenal. This is a problem. You mentioned Leon, four ACL injuries. And and think uh, there's a friend of mine called um, uh, Louise who lives in France. He's on a list of all the players who have had ACL injuries. And it's huge. And it's uh, I think in the last year or two years or so. Um, it's over two years, isn't it now? And over that, that's gone over 200 now with um, both both amateur to yeah. professional. If you're considering, uh, I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago about when the players are having to have to have private sh- private um, surgery, costing their yeah. eight thousand. So go funding, yeah, get fans to fund it. It's if it's, it's like an, it's like an epidemic. If if if, uh, if men's footballers were collapsing all over the pitch every weekend, cause it's almost got to every weekend now. You know, you count, you can count back every weekend. Every week or every weekend, there is a there's a women's player, not Arsenal, but a women's player who's had an ACL injury. It's getting to that point now because of the greater coverage the sport is getting. ACL injuries, it's becoming more and more. We're more aware of it. And if you look through like Alex Scott's book and talk, you learn about women's football in the past. It was happening then. It just we never we never really spoke about it because the coverage wasn't there. You'd hear, oh, Kelly Smith was out for the season. She'd done her ACL. Oh, yeah, that particular year. So she and that's you know probably one of the reasons why she ended up obviously having the issues that you know were documented in the, in the book. It's there's a greater lens of it now because the coverage is greater. But it, if men's football is if there was 200 players in the Premier League that all had ACLs, you know, if if we if a fast on men, if 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 Gabriel Jesus and Bakaya Saka and Martinelli and William Saliba were all ruled out for the season with ACLs, there would be huge uproar. My concern is is that the whole thing's been normalised now and. I don't want to say it's become a, it's not, not a joke as such, but it's almost like an in, an in wink, nudge, wink. So, oh, another ACL, it's women's football, it happens because it's it's become so normalised, and it. I just, I just wish we knew why this was happening, and I wish we could find a, a cure or a way of mitigating or a way of, of working around what we're doing wrong because this is not right. This is not right from a sports perspective for this injury to happen. And with, in case of Laura Veenreuter, that's her ruled out for next season. So we've got Leah Williamson and Laura Veenwriter out for next season. So we, now we need to work out, we need a right-back cover for for, uh, for Maritz and we need a centre-back cover for uh, for Lotta Wibbenwoy. Maybe that'll be Anna Patton. Maybe we'll convince the MB to stay on for another year. Um, so already our options are getting thinner. And, and we're talking about, we'll probably talk about it, maybe, I don't know if we'll talk about it now or later, but talking about next season. Champions League, the fixtures we've got, the injuries we've got, the lack of players we've got. This is going to sound incredibly cynical because I love Champions League and I want to play Champions League every season. But consider how we're going into next season. Do do we really want it? I mean, would is is it going to be something like another thing? We is it going to be too much for us considering how bad our squad is now? Would we be better having a, a year out of it? Getting everybody back together, getting everyone fit, not having, you know, playing the Conti Cup group stages instead and just say, well, we'll have to, you know, tap out of Europe for now because we're just not in the state to compete. We don't even have any players we can play in the playoffs should we come third and then go again. I I don't know, but I'm just, I, no, I, I do worry. It's interesting kind of thought. Mm. But there's also the option of the summer window, which I think is an opportunity, personally, especially <laughs> with. Dare I say it, the likes of Jen possibly leaving us. Mm. Um, obviously, I w- Kim could have been on the list, but 
she ain't going nowhere, no, which makes me very, very happy. <laughs> but we are then we are then putting our faith in the Arsenal recruiting department, who in recent winners, certainly last summer, we only signed two players. Yeah, but uh, there's Rich. players that Jonas wanted. So Jonas better have a decent shopping list. I'm telling you this now. Yeah. I'll hopefully have, honestly, because well, desperate. He, so we signed three players, sorry, one of them went alone, obviously, GA, but we, he didn't get the striker he wanted in the, in the summer. He didn't get the striker he wanted in the, oh dear, in the winter window as well. And we've got players now. We need not only do we need to make a bigger squad, we also need to get more players in to cover the, the injuries. But of course, are those players going to be happy to play once the injured players come back? You know, we could get a brilliant centre back in to, to cover for Liam Williamson, but when Liam Williamson is fully fit, Liam Williamson is starting. So is 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 that players still going to want to hang around? And what about the likes of Anna Patterson and Lotto Wibbermoy, who are also right side centre backs, who are also going to want to go and play in that position? We've also got the likes of, and then that's what if you're getting close to like the contract renewals, because Leah Voltig's contract is up this summer. You know, is she going to extend or not? We don't know. So this is going to be a massive, massive summer for Arsenal, and I do wonder if you know, is there going to be too much to do in this summer to cover all these issues? Because it's everything. Typically, the women's football transfer window, you don't get like a Chelsea level men's, sorry, Chelsea men's level sort of 11 signings come in and hundreds of billions of pounds spent. You'll get maybe three players, maybe four. Uh, at yeah. a and the last time we did a big, big summer window, um, four of those players we got rid of pretty much um, by by the time the next season started or moved on. Three or four. So we've got to make sure if we do get players in, they've got to be the right ones. I, I do wonder. I do, yeah, I, but I think our main priority for now is. Yeah. To get Leah's boots filled because she's going to be out for longer. Same with Laura. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to be priority. I mean, I do kind of want a bit of backup for Beth and Viv. Well, um, got, but... well, well, the thing is, the backup of Beth and Viv is we have that now because we brought, I think, Palova is best backup now. And yeah. I think with Viv, you've that got more, nice. you've got Mortem and Steena. So you're in circulation. The yeah. way that the way that we've played post Christmas, we've managed to cater for the injuries. But now that Leah Williamson and 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 Vienreuter have gone, we have I don't think we've got the cover there. We're down to basically Maritz playing every game, or as we had in the in the uh, in the in the um, in the semi final, Katie McCabe moving over to auxiliary right back and Steph. Ka- so it, this is the thing: McCabe moved all over the place. So, and I think again that's why we'll get to obviously the extra time bit. One of the reasons happens is the the defensive shape, especially with extra time, was gone. Because all the injuries and all the substitutions, the, we've gone from a back three to a back four and beating him at the top, back to a back three with McCabe going from a left to a right back to. No, no wonder, no, no wonder it, it all, was all went... makeshift, and we did, yeah. they did the best they can. Good. So this time for my moment of the match was when Viv was talking to Laura uh, when she was on the stretcher. Yes. Yes. Um, just to add on top of that, when Jen went down as well with. Um, couple of times she went down and Taya was called to the bench. Leah was also seen talking to Taya, trying to talk, talk to her. That shows real leadership. And um, it was great to see that from, um, from that point of view. Um, we'll try and move on from... Unfortunately, the game sort of died out from there. It did. It's, 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 and I think everyone was just sort, of, just sort of happy to see how to extra time, sort of reset, almost set everything back to nil-nil and then go again. Mm. So, seventh minute of extra time, Frieda Marnham go, goes, gets um, gets on the loose ball, crosses mm. in the, the ball into the box for Hertig 
and from saves. Adam has already explained. Yes, yeah, and I wanted to put a bit on this actually because this was this was the an extra time. Our players are shattered. You know, they're going down. Catley and Beatty are going down with massages. Beats is dropping for cramp every five minutes. You know, she's she's barely played at all. Now she's having to play 120 plus minutes, which is just incredible. And fair, you know, she unfortunately she, she was obviously didn't see it to the end. And <clears throat> you know, if, if things had been different, we would have probably subbed her off earlier. But there's actually a line, there's a clip I put up. Uh, me and Ali were discussing the game, and Ali pointed out um, at the start of extra time or, or just before he said. There you go, Wolfsburg, they pretty much swapped six of their, or five of their players, I think it was, and their entire front five are completely changed, completely fresh. And I just said, yeah, we've not changed any of them because we can't. Because <laughs> what we had is, is what we've got. And what we had in this time was uh, Lena Hertig running onto the cross. I think she did everything absolutely right. My thought obviously was I felt she would have scored it. But that instant comes about because Lotte Morland presses the defender in the in the right, uh, the left-back position, I think it was, their left-back, our right wing, Forced a turnover and mm-hmm. crosses first time. What's interesting is, is if you look to what happens, as, and again, I'm jumping ahead slightly, but this is relevant. The Lotta Wooper Moy incident, similar thing. The defender gets pounced and pressed and turned over. What's interesting is we had the same situation that Wolfsburg had, but Rob Wolfsburg worked the moment differently. Mornham just went first time cross. I do wonder if, could Lotta Mornham have taken that into the box? Committed defenders got Hurtig to run to the far post for a tap in, but she went for an early whipped cross. She went, she went early. She ran. I mean, we talked about um, the way that we, you know, in the moment we were a bit, you know, frantic with some of finishing. She sort of rushed a moment. I went, I'm going a first time cross. And I mean, in fact, if Hurtig gets that tucks that in the near post on the foot, the Emirates goes crazy and she's a hero. I just find it's interesting that Wolfsburg, again, I think it's down to experience. Wolfsburg knew what to do when their position came, and I think Yarton Mornham maybe could have could have taken that ball further and, and committed more defenders and made the chance easier for Hurtig. We'll never know. But it did feel in that moment. I, I said a moment about the, um, the 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 chance that Wolfsburg had when they missed the open goal and sliced it wide, and I felt that was the final for them. There's another moment in the second half, which I'm sure we'll get to, but in the, certainly the first half of extra time, I saw that moment, I thought that was the final right there. If Hurtig scores that, we go to the final. Uh, uh, yeah, we can bring we could bring Goldie on, or we could bring Edgerman on the end, or we could bring on player, or we could shuffle it up and go a back six or whatever, and just hold out for, mm. for two minutes. Do but you think Edgerman would have scored that goal? Not Edgerman, no. But I thought if Steiner had stayed on and stayed fit, I think Steiner would have scored that goal. I thought she's more more in tune. She's more in tune with the team. We saw Hertig. I think she was getting there near the end. She's better. Air, she was better aerially than she was with the feet. There was a lot of passes that went astray. And I don't blame her being, you know, not being in sync because she's hardly played. You know, it's like everyone's everyone's singing on the same song sheet. It's but apart from her, you know, she was just one step out of everybody else. Which, yeah, she's hardly played for the team. I mean, I don't blame her for that. Um, it's just a shame that the game that she had to come back from come back from injury was probably the most important game of the entire season. Conti Cup final aside, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't think Adjimang would. I think again, Adjimang, she's way too raw and young to be scoring that level of goal. I mean, if she'd been on the pitch and she scored that, I mean, again, she'd have been elevated to legendary status. I think in that instance, it's just it's a good save from the keeper. And yeah, I, would say, I don't know where you I just say to Lottie, it's just that was the final. That was one of two moments. But it felt then the final had gone from us. We'll see. Anything to add? Just, <laughs> she wants to. I'm, still, <laughs> I'm just empty. I'm proud. I'm just. Yeah. I'm ready to go again. Mm. Back to domestic football. I just. 
yeah, I don't have any emotions left to give anymore. No. Um, and I've I've cracked my jokes tonight, but <laughs> I just yeah. We're nearly there, Lottie. We're nearly there. The few <laughs> I've only got two yeah, more. I know. Points. I know. I know. I know. We're get almost there, there but there. still, I'm just. It's with the with since the England Australia game, as an Arsenal fan, it has been a shitty ride. <laughs> that is the politest way I. Think. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it has up been until good. the Chelsea up until the Chelsea result on Tuesday night. Yeah, it has been a shitty ride, okay. and you wonder. Oh, yes, we've had a good men's season. We've had a good women's season. You just wonder how much, when you go through that bad patch, you wonder how much emotion you can put into this club. Even though when you're on your knees, begging for some points from them, yeah. you still pump your heart into it. Yeah. I think well, girls have just literally sent me over the edge hmm. on on it. Honestly, I love them to bits. I love the men to bits. But sometimes it's just, it's emotionally draining being an Arsenal fan. Well, that's again that's something where I'm, I'm at at the moment. That's something I want to get to when we get to, to full time. Um, so, yes, what happened next, Matt? So, 24th minute, Katie McCabe goes and hits the crossbar. Oh, actually, before... Do you know what? That was Trossard against Southampton all yeah. over from where I was sitting. Same goal as well. Because no one was... There was barely anyone in the box. Mm. And she saw the goalkeeper wasn't there with it. And it just... Unfortunately, no one was on the end of it. But, there was something else before then. Though. Wolfsburg actually had a chance. There was a chance in the in the box. Then I think it was a set of set piece, and it might have been Bremer, whoever the the one who got the winner. But she dragged a shot wide. Just I don't know that specifically. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> it's possible. Okay, is that being ref- is that being referenced later on? No. <laughs> right, sorry. I just want to put that in. That again, that was another moment when I thought they've missed two big chances. This something's going to happen for us. And that Katie McCabe moment, when that happened, and you saw, because um, I think she, because she'd been quite flappy at crosses, their the keeper from, she'd been, and she'd been punching everything away. And I think it was a recycled set piece. And McCabe did, did, did the dart, like she did against Bayern Munich, when she darted the ball and got the cross in. Um, and just, you saw, you saw for that brief, because it's one of those like time slows down moments. You saw the keeper sort of, she could tell that the cross was not going where she wanted it to. She could tell that her footwork wasn't right. She's backpedalling. And you're just watching that ball fly over her head and you're just begging it to dip. You just, just dip, just dip. It's going to hit the, like, it's going to hit the top corner and it came off the bar. Now, I don't think McCabe has ever scored. I, I, again, if you know, if she has, please drop in the comments and let me know. Maybe not an idiot, but I don't think McCabe has ever scored a Champions League goal for Arsenal. I can't recall her ever doing it. And I don't think she's going to come any closer until she does with that goal. But that moment, again, second half, extra time, five minutes to go. Bobbitson crashed on the bar you just think that, again, if that miss earlier was me thinking that there was still a chance for us, I think the moment that ball came off the bar, I was thinking, right, it's 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 either penalties or nothing. We're not going to score the winner. We have to get to penalties now. It's five minutes to go. Just get to a penalty shootout, and then it's all evens. Lotta says we've been practising penalties, so we'll be all right. Um and then, unfortunately, then he, I just start, I'm starting to count down the minutes. And I'm starting to count, I'm looking at the clock and I'm going down. It's five minutes, it's four minutes, it's three minutes, it's 90 seconds. And then the ball's been playing around in the, in the bat line. And just from moment, I didn't say anything, but I just mentally, I think it was Rafa or Bajia um, or Tamanu I can confirm yeah. Kate has never scored a Champions League goal, but she's oh. had, she's got an assist to her name. Okay. And yeah. two yellow cards. <laughs> and, and plenty of yellow cards. Yes, he's got more bookings and goals. 
the ball was being played around our defence with Haffer and Beatty and Manu, and it was just, I don't know why I fought it, but there was just a moment when I, 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 I will take this moment and I will always remember. It's one of those moments where it's like, well, defensively, we've been all right. We haven't had a howler like we did in the home leg. It just came to my mind. Just, I remember because the way they were passing it casually on the back reminded me of where the mistake when Haffer and Beatty got the, made the mix-up and they got the second goal. And I was just watching it. I just thought, well, actually, we, we've, we've done all right there. And Lotte, who has been, who was amazing on the night. Brilliant defensive display. Absolutely brilliant. Just, you know, with the way she was bringing the ball out of defence, where she was passing the ball, the way she was clearing the ball, the, the awareness of, you know, and I just thought at that moment, and then just as I thought that, it's just like, it's like that moment when you're dreaming. And it's an amazing dream. And everything's brilliant. And then you mentally realise you're dreaming. And the moment you realise you're dreaming, you wake up and it's all gone. And that amazing dream you had is as, as slipped through your fingers and you're not getting it back. And it was like that moment, well, the moment I thought that we were doing all right defensively playing out from the back, the moment I thought that I just remembered that moment in Wolfsburg when we, we mm-hmm. tumbled it. And then suddenly there's a commotion and I look up and Lotte with a moy has been mugged on the touchline, just as she did against Manchester City. Just just got just that fatigue, that that lapse, that I just, you know, she'd done that move all game and she'd been fine, but she just didn't get it right in that moment. And mm-hmm. and you're just watching, you're just hoping they're going to cock it up. You're hoping they're going to miss it like the old brothers. And then the ball comes through and there's, and it's the tap in and then that is it. And then you just realise then the dream's gone and it's it's over. And you look at the clock and it was 60 seconds plus a few seconds of added time. That's all it was. And it's the fine margins. It's the fine margins of, of football. Well, and, it always is. I mean, and I, just, just, just stomach just, just goes. Yeah, um, I was, I was quite surprised at a bunch of people. They did walk out at 90 minutes, which was really rather annoying. But it was great for me because I had the idiots in front of me go. I mean, they might have a friend to catch. In fairness, I mean, it did go on rather long. I mean, I was worried. I didn't get back. Yeah, to... no, I get that. But it's a semi-final. You kind of yeah, expect AET and penalties, like. Yeah. Especially with the fighting, if you've been watching the girls most of the season, yeah, you know what they're bringing and you know <clears> they're going to fight. Especially with Kate McCabe as captain, they're going to fight. Oh, 100%, 100%, 100%. And I, I watched that performance up until they conceded the goal. I'm going to cry now, actually. I, I am I am on the verge. But I was. Please don't. I've just, I've just had to take my contact lenses out. <laughs> I'm really sure. They've oh. been in since 6am this morning. All so. right. You're going to make me cry. Please don't. <laughs> watching them play, especially in the second half, I think they might, I don't know if it was before or after the BT goal, but just watching them just try everything and watching um, Katie McCabe and Manu wave their hands at the crowd and the crowd responding and that like the coach on the sideline waving his hands up at us and the crowd just getting louder and louder and just cheering the team on. And, and when the, the third Wolfsburg goal goes in, and you see that the Wolfsburg players sort of pile on onto the pitch on the coach and the, the Arsenal players scattered on the turf. T- I, yes, I, was, I was on the verge of tears. I was I was t- watching him play and watch a fight. I was thinking I am so emotionally involved in this game, and I am I am I am crying for this team because I can see how much this means to them. And you just seeing them devastated on the turf. And there was still seconds to play. Obviously, Adjaman came on because it was just go long and just see if we can get something. But there was there was no chance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was just. Um, I still think it's one. It's it's up there with the Man United home game. It's another defeat, a three-two defeat. But as an as an exhibition of football, 
it was absolutely incredible. Because like, the last thing I wow. wanted, if we were, if we were, I didn't want it to be like a four 0 loss like the Barcelona game the last. The thing is, this semi final had everything you want in a semi final, and it ticked every it. single box. Absolutely. Apart from the ending, for me. Apart from the ending. Ticked every box. It was a semi final for the ages. If that had been a men's game, if that had been a men's Champions League final, that would be one of those ones they put on a DVD and they or they say like you know they do those clip shows and they say like you know the greatest ever football matches. Yeah. Right. No, and number is, two, it's the semi final between. Also better start better put that on if it, that that game on DVD. Otherwise, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get a copy of it somewhere. Put it well, that <laughs> You look at that game and you compare it to last season talking cheese it is so clear to see where the development is mm. even with a depleted squad that's down to its bare bones and everything they're still I mean, there the FC is literally on its knees and we are on our knees to the end of the season now we've lost Laura as well Phew. Like, we're going to have to drag through and I hope we upset Kyle Ward at the same time. But so, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what I was going to say, sorry, is firstly, compare the two semi-finals. What do you think was the best? I mean, regardless of like what you think about your personal bias towards the result, what do you think entertainment-wise was a better semi-final, Arsenal Wolfsburg or Chelsea Barcelona? Oh, Arsenal Wolfsburg all day long. I'm Barcelona Chelsea was a snooze fest. It was. A, it was so. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I did watch. I did watch a little bit of that. And I was I was talking to you on Twitter about uh, uh Bomati and her skills. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, I put the phone down. I almost fell asleep. I well, fell asleep. I put the phone down, just listening to it. And I wasn't asleep. I was like, now nah, I'm watching this. The Chelsea game. Emma Hay set up Chelsea basically not to lose. Just we don't want to lose this game. We don't lose Barcelona. Whereas the Arsenal, Jonas set up Arsenal to win. Now neither team achieved their their, their goals, obviously. Yeah. But I certainly, I'd rather, if I was going to lose, I'd rather go down fighting than play out and, and lose 1-0 at home. Yeah, it's it's a bit like, it's yeah. a bit like back in the day where you got called boring, boring Arsenal. It's now boring, boring Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. And That's then, what it was. It was boring. And, and with the calibre of certain players that they have, you expect more. I know. The, especially when you've got the, especially when you've got the greatest striker in the world. When you've got Sam Kerr, Guru writing, when you've got Lauren James, when you've got, you know, all the attacking, you know, got Jesse Fleming on the bench to come on if you want the... Yeah, all, you've got all the, the right ingredients and you can't, take the risk. Yeah. But what I'd also say is to these 60,000 fans who went there, and I think what is going to make them want to come back? Now, if they can't come and watch the Tame 4-0 surrender, then they're going to mm. want maybe want what little they spent on the game, the money back. Yeah. I always think this is the Andy Murray, Gazetteer sort of moment that... Yeah. As much as we long want to win, a, a tragic loss in, but in, in, but in a, a tragic loss, fighting hard but not getting there, that will win over so much public support. You know, people fell in love with Andy Murray when he burst into tears after losing to Roger Federer at Wimbledon, seeing him, seeing him unable to do his victory speech, and and, and everyone was just like, oh no, he's all right now. Watching Gaza cry Italian ninety, you know, people fell in love with sort of England, England football. When Bakayo Saka missed his penalty in in the in the Euro final, the I know that the amount of goodwill towards Saka that has rolled on, and people love Bakayo Saka because of that innocence, and, and but also because we we want him to feel better, and not suffer that again. And I I hundred percent think that the sixty certainly the, the chap I was friends with Phil, new guy, we've never been to an Arsenal game, but well, Arsenal women's game before, lots lots of men's games, never women's game. He loved it. He wants to go back again. And I think no, we, exactly. It's the same. It's the same with Matt. Yeah. Uh, Matt too. Matt too Matt decided too. Yeah. 
uh, decided he's coming. He's 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 only in Watford. He'll be coming to join us more often. I went sweet. You can learn, you better get learning the songs. And I, I you still... ain't gonna be standing with us and not singing. It's not gonna happen. If... That's just how that's how we are. I even have you chatting top of your lungs in Meadow Park, and it's great, Adam. Right, I do. I do give it some gusto when I have a voice. Um, I do, especially when you're not, you're not giving me nosebleeds by accident, or yeah. or, or good <laughs> commentating the play by play. Yeah, but, but no, it, do you know what? It's ha- I love I love your play by play because, um, it's like when when you're my height and you're looking down towards the south stand, yeah. you can't see nothing. So sad. I love it. Never stop. Face a run for his money, um, but I think, yeah, I think the Arsenal fans that went there, sixty thousand of them. Again, I just want to mention sixty thousand. You know, twenty five thousand is nothing. Um, sixty thousand, just again, just incredible. The fact that they they would have come away from that thinking, you know, wow, and I want to have this again. Maybe not all of the sixty thousand. I mean, that's that's being very generous. But say we'll, we'll take forty. We'll take forty five, maybe fifty. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those are left away, and they they, they applauded the team off. You could tell that they were emotionally invested. You could tell that they'd been there. You know, I went to the Chelsea game. We went to the Chelsea home game, the, the one all draw. Silence. There was no engagement with the game. This team was engaged from the, the, the crowd were engaged from the get, from the get go. They were fully behind the team. And I think the fact that there were, we feel devastated and the fact that there are, the, the fans feel devastated proves that they love this team. If, if they couldn't give two hoots, if they didn't, you know, they applauded that team off. They they sung that that team off when they left. If they didn't care, they would have followed the others who had a train to catch at ninety minutes. But the fact that they do care shows that this team has won. Because a lot of us do, and a lot of us are there week in week out. Yeah. Even if it's just the home games or home and away, a lot of us are there, and what, what they recognise that, and, they, yeah. and that's what we, that's why we love them. We appreciate it. I tell you what, the players as well. I know, Adam, you've got something to say, but the players, yeah. Manu, again, she's crying. I know. Uh, Stina was crying. I think Frida was crying. There were so many players there crying. I, right think the, the I think the one reaction that got me was Frida Marnham. Her legs went and she, from beneath her and she just sat there yeah. completely in a daze. And like, I just went to go off and hug her. Like, she just needed it. Manu needed a hug as well. And I was just yeah. I was I, devastated I, for her because obviously when with, she came out, we were yeah. all we were in the stands and we were singing for her and mm. she gave us a wave and she she, she saw us. She obviously recognised the flag because obviously it's the same one I had at Palace. Mm. So the luck of the flag has unfortunately run out. But, but hopefully uh, it'll be back up been, and running You didn't it. wear your hat. I don't wear hats when it's 18 degrees. It doesn't matter. It's all about the luck. You didn't bring the hat along, so we Absolutely lost. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> I had but... everything else I have on match day. I don't need a hat in May. <laughs> no. Okay. I will I will start wearing my flat cap. That is fine. Um, but what will be interesting is is how this rolls into next season. So Europe is is obviously iffy at the moment. We don't know if we get or not. And there is a feeling that if before you go not, on to that, Adam, if Wolfsburg do win, yeah, the champions will it be Arsenal? Should mm. it be Chelsea? Should it be whoever wins it mm. this season, the WSL title? They will have to go into a pot and face a knockout round. Not... Oh, can it be Man United? <laughs> ah, no what happens, Man United will end up, uh, could end up, because they're in coefficient rankings, they will leave, if they get, if Barcelona win, they will go into a pot four because they have no coefficient. Essentially what Roma will end up doing. But yeah, so I do think on well, next season, like let's say, okay, let's say we get into Europe, we get third place, we steal it off, so I don't know, Man City or Chelsea, whatever, or never know. I know, no, never know. But let's say we get third place, hypothetically, I would love it if we could get that level of attendance 
at the at the end, assuming that if we get into Europe and we get all the way into the group stage, assuming. Yeah, no, we, that would uh, be that would be great. But I th- I feel like if it is Man United, all the London fans, all the, all their fans <laughs> yeah. will turn up. But why if they don't turn up don't in give a, United? No, you know what? Give United the top end of the Emirates, like like a little mini corner, just yeah, like, like we in the five units. No, no <laughs> one can hear the you. The away corner and leave them there to rock. That they had the away corner and they had and they, that sold out. So you had United fans all around the stadium because yeah. it, it was. Do you just... know what I say? Gave them the whole lower tier of the clock end, <laughs> just yeah. like they did at the uh, FA Cup youth final. That's why I think the away fans should be. If the fan, if the away fans will come, do that. Do that. The clock it's not that the Arsenal fans, fans fill it up. And they're not causing any chaos. Actually, if they're causing chaos, they're going so, through. I, I do wonder if this, how this 60,000 fans will translate into next season. I do wonder if in the WSL, which obviously we will get games, if they will expand the, the um, rota of games at Emirates Stadium. I'm I'm you know what? I think the big teams like Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Tottenham's not a big team, but it's a North London derby. It's going to be there. They're, they're not there next season, so if, should Chelsea? Uh, Ch- well, should we Chelsea, don't know yet. Should um, <laughs> Tottenham be relegated? Yeah, I that, hope not. I want, I want my six point weekend. Thank you. I'm just I saying. Believe I just said that, but I just want my batterings. Someone, someone's going to end up. It's going to be City that takes that spot, isn't it? So I imagine next season about six of those uh, six WSL games will be at the Emirates. Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Tottenham, and West Ham and Liverpool. I wouldn't imagine Liverpool yet, just because I wouldn't imagine West Ham either because they haven't even played at their own ground yet. I, you know, I would say to you know what I'd say to Bristol Rovers, take a, Bristol City. Bristol, uh, Bristol City. Uh, Bristol I Rovers. Why Bristol did I say Rovers? Bristol Rovers? There's two Bristol teams. Sorry. I apologise on behalf of <laughs> the uh, champions of the championship, <laughs> Bristol yes. City. Um, I should know better, considering yeah. that Carla Humphrey did play for your team yeah. and Lauren Hemp. Um, but, yeah, give them a, a chance at the Emirates. I they think... deserve it. I think if we, let's say we come fourth, which I think is perfect, it's not unreasonable to think that. Say we come fourth, we don't get into Europe. Mm-hmm. So we have FA Cup, Conti Cup group stage games, so we say, and WSL. Mm-hmm. If I were Arsenal, I'd say, right, Conti Cup games, play them at Meadow Park. WSL games, play them at Emirates Stadium. Make, try, make the, like we did with the Emirates, like we did with Europe, we ordered, we ordered all our Europe games post the playoff against um, Ajax. Most, of, I, I think that was a really good idea because most of our, some of our, most of our uh, so-called uh, WSL games, for example, the men are, the men are, the men are on international break, and they also, will be when the season starts. So why not start the season at the Emirates? Also, we're going to be um, the men's team. Obviously, are on the Champions League. They they qualified. Congratulations, the men's team in the Champions League. So they're going to be mostly playing the games on a Saturday. So Sundays are free. Now we've also proven that we can play Saturday and Sunday. We can play back to back games at Emirates Stadium because we just did that with the um, the Wolfsburg game and the Chelsea game. So for me, I would say, let's say worst comes to worst, we come fourth place because the injuries are so severe that you know we're having to play Joe Taylor up front for the last three games of the season, and we just can't get a goal. It's all disastrous, and Jonas is having to you know feel the. Under- now she's going to score a double hat trick. Yeah, but she, yeah, we have, we have to play the under we have to play our under 15s team as a starting eleven, basically. So sort of my yeah. point. Yeah, that's right. They're unbeaten this season. I'm sure they're <laughs> not. 
But we, I would pay, I would treat the WSL like, like we did with the Champions League, and we, I'd play every WSL game at Emirates Stadium on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We play Conti Cup games at Meadow Park, FA Cup games at Meadow Park. So we get both of them, and and may and we cement, we cement Emirates Stadium yeah. as our long term home. No, and, absolutely. And I think with those sixty thousand, because we we can't, you can't get tickets at Meadow Park anymore. Yeah, I know. The only way you can get tickets is if you play at Emirates Stadium. And if it's only and even if it's only thirty thousand, even if it's only the lower tier, they get sold out. It doesn't for, matter. The fans that's are there. 30, that's the 30, fans 000. are coming. Let's be realistic, we've got a huge fan base. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are gonna be hungry for more. Yeah. So even if it's just tickets against a Bristol City, if it's a tickets against a Liverpool, if it's a ticket against um I'm gonna say FA Cup against Lewis, uh, Lewis or um, Southampton, people will come, especially Southampton fans, because they, they are huge. Oh, when yeah, I, yeah, when they do their playoff match, there was more uh, more Southampton fans than there were Wolverhampton Wanderers fans for their playoff. Definitely. What, right. what, what Oh, you're going to go? Yeah, I am. Sorry. I'm just going to wrap up this Champions League episode really quickly. Yeah. We've been at it for ages. And uh, I've really enjoyed tonight. Matt, great job on the hosting. Adam, phenomenal as always. I'm just, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. We've been here. We've been at it for over an hour and a half tonight. Right. Smashing records for longest podcast ever. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will catch up with you very soon. Mm.